Bagseed Chronicles is a podcast about cannabis and the people who enjoy it. I hope to provide commentary about cannabis cultivation, cannabis enjoyment, cannabis as an herbal remedy, and hopefully continued cannabis liberation. Now join me, Uncle Dig, and let's overgrow the world. guys, welcome back to Bagseed Chronicles. This is Uncle Dig, and I've got a great show for you today. We're going to have a little bit of a garden update, and we're going to also have an interview for you with Corporal Chronic, who is a former Marine who now works in the cannabis space. I look forward to sharing all this with you, and without, with that being said, let's get started. Uncle Dig's Garden Update. Well, hello. It is 3-12, and it's a beautiful Friday. The sun is shining, and I am in here recording a podcast for you when I really should be out there battling my Sisyphean battle against my arch nemesis in my garden. Blackberries. The fucking bastards. Anyway, so, it's beautiful. We're running out of time to prep for spring. Uh, so prep for spring. If you've got seeds, it's not time to pop them yet. Not in my area. I'm going to pop them indoors on April 1st or around about. I'm looking forward to trying a new kind of gardening that I haven't tried yet. Uh, like It's called lunar gardening. It's supposed to be about the cycles of the moon. I cheated and got a Llewellyn's witchy calendar so I can just plant on those days. They say that are like optimal with the moon or something because because I find it entertaining to do things like that. So that's what I'm going to do this year. Um, March 20th is coming up. That's when spring officially starts. And aren't we all so excited? Um, I'm getting ready to shut down my germination station. I've got two more seedlings left in there. One of them I'm probably going to throw out. The other one I may up pot and go ahead and veg for a while. And then these three seedlings are going to go to another medical grower who is going to grow them out big and bright and tall and beautiful. Or she's going to sex them and they're going to be male and they'll be promptly viciously murdered the uh black domina seedling well i guess it's not a seedling anymore i mean she's flowering she's in week six of flower and she's putting off these beautiful purples no blacks yet but we've got two weeks before she's in her harvest window i'm hoping so i'm hoping that she'll express more darker colors soon i was actively looking for a very dark cultivar uh, because I think they're beautiful, and I've only gotten one. And when I got one outdoors, it was so beautiful, I wanted to replicate the experience. So we're getting very close to seed popping time. So uh, let's overgrow the world!
What follows is an interview between myself and Corporal Chronic in the back room of the Red Eye Hut in Grants Pass, Oregon. Corporal Chronic is an Iraq War veteran of the Marine Corps and a good friend of mine. Hey, Corporal Chronic. Welcome to Bagseed Chronicles. Thank you for taking the time to do this interview. How are you doing today? Doing just fine, man. So, I understand that you were a Marine, uh, a prior era of service than I was. I was in the Army. You were in the Marine Corps. When were you in the Marine Corps? Um, I was in from 2004 to 2008. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, and I understand that you served in the uh, Iraq theater? Yeah, actually, uh, right after they did uh, my first deployment, was right after they did the push in Fallujah. Um, so, we went in and let people back in the city. Oh, wow. I bet that was gnarly. Maybe we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, 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 totally for sure. So before you joined the Marines prior to 04, what was your relationship like with cannabis? <laughs> um, quite funny, actually. I was quite involved with it. Um, I didn't grow it personally then. I, uh, I smoked a lot of it, tried a lot of different strains, and I had a lot of good buddies that, you know, you wouldn't know that they were into it until you were into it. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, yeah. Like, <laughs> It's just one of those. It was like you would meet one person, and then from that person, you would meet, you know, three, four other people, and then it just stemmed from there. It was definitely an in or out kind of invite-only scene a little bit? No, not really, man. Um, it was like we had friends that didn't smoke. It was just, you know, some people like it, some people don't. You know, it's still that way to this day. Yeah. Like. Yeah. In the West Coast, it's always a different vibe. Back home in Texas, where I'm from, it's very foreboden, and you definitely have to be careful who you disclose you're used to well, in a really real way. I should take that back. There are some, you know, some people do like their smoker's etiquette, you know, and if you're not a smoker, that's fine. Most people are okay. You can yeah. politely decline, and they're not going to give you any hassle up here. For sure. Hardly ever have I ever met anybody like that. <laughs> and and how long before the Marines were you smoking? Did you join right at 18? Um, yeah, well, I signed up when I was 17, went into the delayed entry program. I graduated um, at 18, but I was only 18 for like two months after. <laughs> so so you shipped off right after you turned 18? Basically, so I turned 18 in April, and then I left in June. So most of your light weed smoking was mostly for fun and in high school. Oh, right? hell yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, I got you, I got you. I definitely kind of get that vibe. Now, um, you, you went off in the Marine Corps, and I understand that you completely abstained from cannabis use while you were in the service, correct? Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, straight and narrow, man. I didn't really have time for it, you know? Yeah. Well, um, but Marines are busy, and there's a lot of scrutiny. You don't have time to, like, roll up a stube and go hide and smoke it, really. No, and we always had, um, believe it or not, we were always getting piss tested. I mean, people don't realize it in the service. I don't know if it was like that in the Army, but we got tested quite a bit. I, I was actually married to a known drug user for a little while, and I didn't know. Everyone else knew. Go figure. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. But she, uh, she, uh... I got tested every like other week, every random I got pulled up. So when I say I got tested in the army, I got tested. You know, <laughs> no, and I never, you know, back then it was more drinking, man. And yeah. it was like, I wasn't 21, but it didn't matter. You know, like, yeah, as long as you were smart and not dumb about it, half the time you wouldn't get in any trouble. It's like you kept to yourself. You were good. You know? Yeah. There was times that we would get crazy. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But we were leaving most of those times. It was like. You know, some of those guys didn't come back from those times. Right, yeah, a lot of guys still drink way, way too much. I used to. 
Oh, yeah, I think we all. I think everyone who's who's done time downrange probably struggles with some some drinking some point in their life. Yeah, especially the military, especially the army, and I know the Marines encourage a lot of problem drinking behaviors. Uh, well, I wouldn't say problem. It's more, you know, I don't know. It was our way of one escaping and two it was just something to give us to do well i will say that the army actively encouraged some problem drinking behaviors like definitely like binge drinking to excess they used to pass around a a shoe full of grog at dining ins and shit and everyone would get oh, shit faced wow. oh yeah dude it was, a, it was wild well uh, we did beer bongs off the balconies i mean does that count yeah i think that's problem drinking behavior. <laughs> <laughs> so so you, you get you get out of the service you got home you, you're you're establishing yourself as a civilian again. How had your relationship to cannabis kind of changed when you started uh, using cannabis again after your service? Well, I started using it actually to get off meds because I didn't like, you know, I was on a bunch of meds. The VA thought that was the route to go. And, you know, my wife really wanted me, you know, to try the med aspect. So I did. And we did that for a while. And one day she just was like, you know, you're here, but you're not here. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. And that to me killed me more than anything, you know. So I like called up my pops. I was like, Dad, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I was like, I need to get off these meds, you know. You know, what can you do? How can you help me? I know the VA. They're just gonna, you know, tell me, you know, taper off of them or oh, here, let's give you some other ones. I'm and sure. You, yes. You know. Well, and I came, I came along. I think a little bit, a little bit after that happened in your family, and I met your dad through. Uh, through my wife through work and he helped me in a way and he he kind of um for a lack of a better term browbeat me into not going down the med route and i'm glad he did because i know that it works for some people but at the time in the early 2000 in the early 2010s late 2000s the va was leaning a little too heavily on meds and not therapy and they weren't really as ready to accept some alternative therapies as the maybe they are now i would say well, I did. I did some. That's when. Uh, so I got out in 2008 and I okay. was in the VA system by uh, six, not even six months after I got out. Yeah. Because, you know, they would do all of our stuff before we got out. All that good stuff. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, so that I did do some um, treatments, but not at the, the VA. I did it at a vet center. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's yeah. That kind of saved my life, too. Um, those those gentlemen, I have to give a big shout out to those guys. Do you know who you are? If you guys ever come across this, um, but that Friday group was a lifesaver. Um, that was something else that I did. Okay. Um, but that was about the only type of therapy that I did after that. I tried some EMDR practices. Mm-hmm. Um, I did some one-on-one and Tony, cause that's, um, you were amazing, bro. <laughs> um, and so, so, so you got into the, and you got out of the Marines, the plant, relationship is definitely i would say i know a lot of guys are all used as medicinal maybe not in high school maybe it's just for fun right but yeah. now it's definitely a, a bomb on what ails you it's definitely an herbal remedy more than more of just for fun right and it's more of you know at the end of the day i you know close my eyes i can wake up i know that i'm you know if i'm on meds dude it's like you still have that shot even with it prescribed the way that they say it is of not waking up your body could have an adverse reaction and nobody would know yeah yeah and that is that is the you other know, and, and it's not that i'm totally against it i mean some people are gonna you know not agree with me and that's fine everybody's open to their opinions for sure 
And that bell you heard was you helping a customer. And I've got a question. So you work here at the uh, Red Eye Hut here in Grants Pass, Oregon now. How are you liking that? How has things been, you know, now that you've kind of established yourself here back in the local area again? Uh, this job has been amazing. I've worked a lot of jobs, you know, and it's like I finally found something that is just unreal. I get so many cool customers. Um there's never really a bad day here. Uh, my boss treats me really good. Eric is the owner here. Great guy. Um, I couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah, it definitely looks like a fun place to work. and It's kind of a perpetual like working hang, which is kind of always the vibe I got from at least the medical cannabis scene here is everybody's here to have a good time. But also, everybody's here to get work. You know, the plants don't cultivate themselves, and the stack, the shelves don't stack themselves, and the dabs, they don't do themselves. <laughs> That's for sure. There ain't no shortage of that. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to uh, plug or say to the audience before we let you go? Um, uh, just a shout out um, to everybody that's been there for me, and uh, thank you for having me on this, man. This has been great. Yeah, awesome. All right. That's Corporal Chronic and Uncle Dig. See ya. Thank you for listening to Bagseed Chronicles. You can contact me on Instagram at Uncle Dig or at my email, UncleDig4 at gmail.com. The producer of the music found on this podcast is Chad DeVillier. He can be found on YouTube at Ukuleles Are Stupid and on Instagram at Chadwick Enterprises.